Chris Livesay is in Rome. Italy is revered for its history, reflected in palazzos and ruins and statues, but not all of that history is beautiful, and many fear that one particularly ugly chapter could soon repeat itself. This year marks the 100th anniversary of Mussolini's historic march on Rome, plunging the country into two decades of dictatorship, an alliance with Hitler, and a second world war. Today, his fascist party is gone, but many say she is carrying the torch. Giorgia Maloney, leader of the Brothers of Italy. What was once a fringe party has ballooned into the biggest in the country, and it's now poised to lead the most hard-right government Italy's conservative superstar remains fiercely opposed to adoptions and surrogacy for same-sex couples. The fiery 45-year-old is comfortable with some of the hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. And that's clearly a post-fascist party um, with a post-fascist agenda. Uh, Irene Caratelli is a political scientist at Rome's American University. It has the flame uh, in the symbol of the political party that goes back to the idea of the flame on the grave of Mussolini. The same flame is on Mussolini's grave? Yes. Now it's a historic election also because Giorgia Maloney would be Italy's first ever female prime minister. An important glass ceiling, but one that's been overshadowed by her politics. Chris Lipsey, CBS News, Rome. Oh, my God, they're doing the same thing in Italy they're doing here. <laughs> no surprise. Uh, you see, uh, it's comforting to know that people around the world are rejecting this globalist liberal ideology that they're trying to infect everyone, every country on the planet with. It's nice to see when people reject that. I am uh, of Italian descent. My father holds dual citizenship. He can actually, um, so does my mother, they can actually vote in the elections over there. So I tend to follow Italy's politics, uh, not as closely as ours, but they're always on the back burner. But I, I stay informed on what's going on over there. I, in the beginning, it didn't look like this lady had any shot at winning, Maloney. But ultimately, in the end, she's victorious. And I love that they're calling her a fascist. Because her motto is, we defend God, country, and family. I know that's, you know, <laughs> it's also dumb, right? <laughs> uh, that's so, so fascist, my God, because she's concerned with the direction that her country is going in. Italy, very much like the United States, has been just hemorrhaging. Um, as far as immigrants coming in the country... It's been nonstop, and this has this is not just recently. Italy, just like us, this has been decades of so much immigration that if you talk to anybody, because we do, um, one thing my father's very big on is authentic Italian food. So he will seek out and find the Italian restaurants where mom and grandma are cooking in the kitchen in the back. Uh, they don't speak a whole lot of English. And everybody that works there is either part of the family, a relative, or a friend from Italy because then the food is as authentic as it gets. And it's, 
it's much different than American uh, Italian American food. It's it's delicious. Um, but for the last two years, uh, two years, two decades, sorry, um, the more people I see, the different uh, waiters and waitresses and hostess and owners that we have met throughout that time, they'll tell you that in Italy, you know, it's hard to be even a hundred percent Italian anymore because it's just so blended and it's being overpowered where almost most Italians are more willing to jump ship and go somewhere else because they're just watching the destruction of their own country. The country's broke. It's struggling. I know that as far as what you see online or if you visit all the main cities, it will be just like here. You'll visit DC and all that. We don't appear to be broke, but in actuality, when you're $30 trillion in debt, you're broke. Yeah, you should be broke. You shouldn't be spending anymore. You shouldn't still be. If you're in debt like that, let's say average person, if you're in debt with credit cards, $30,000 in debt, you certainly shouldn't be opening more credit cards and putting yourself further in debt, which is what the United States does, which is what Italy did. Um, their economy, which is the third largest in the Eurozone, is, is debt worth 150% of their gross domestic production. They're also suffering from rampant inflation, just like we do, and energy crises are looming for them, just as we are here. Um, the EU is trying to keep them under control. They do not want Italy bucking the system, but their new prime minister says that despite uh, all the gasps from her opponent in, uh, inside and outside of Italy, she's bound to act and secure the country's economy future, despite what her detractors say about her, her underlying uh, Eurosceptic beliefs. So if the EU squeezes her, she did say if things go in a difficult direction, uh, that she's spoken about Hungary and Poland and says that we have tools. So she's willing to work with them. You know, pe people are tired. That's why people like herself get elected. She's uh, similar. You could say there's some comparisons that could be made there to Donald Trump. She never held office before. I think she held office for a slight term over a decade ago. Um, but for the most part, she uh, hasn't really held any real upper-level position that would warrant her getting that, just like Donald Trump was never a politician. But the people demanded it because it's time for a change. The, the people of Italy have been watching their country decay, just like we were here. That's why Donald Trump was elected in 2016. That's why this lady's elected now. Funny thing as well, because you know how much this pisses off the left. Uh, we all, they all call us MAGA Republicans, MAGA MAGA, which I still, to this day, don't understand why saying make, a great, make America great again is a problem. Well, her campaign is MEGA. Make Italy great again. <laughs> uh, I don't know if her and Trump know each other, if they're friends. That much I do not know. Um, but if they are, she may have asked him to borrow that and slightly alter it because they're fighting for the same cause. She wants freedom. Uh, she wants energy independence and security for her country. She wants to slow immigration down because they just have too many people flooding in. She wants to tackle all the problems that her country's having and bring it back to its former glory, as Donald Trump did for this United States. We'll see how she does. You know, Donald Trump, one, one of the biggest pluses to Donald Trump was no matter what you can say about him, and there's a lot that people like to say, is that he actually stuck to his word and kept his promises. 
And to me, that's more important than anything else that a politician does because we elect you based upon what you tell us you're going to do or attempt to, go, to do and you're going to fight for it. And that's why we elect you. He did it. Now, hopefully, she will follow in his footsteps and everything that she is promising them, she will do. Only time will tell. All right, Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, sleepy creepy. The number one moron of the century. I don't know, he's, he's up there. He's in contention with AOC. Stacey Abrams is jumping on that list with some of the stupid things she said. But Joe Biden, how do the Democrats really feel about Joe Biden? Well, ABC News and Washington Post poll released on Sunday didn't look real great for him. Uh, Looking two years further down the track, just about 35% of Democrats and Democratic-leaning independents favor Biden for a 2024 nomination. 56% want the party to pick someone else. In layman's terms, which it really doesn't need to be, I think it's self-explanatory, but in layman's terms, If you are such a weak president that you can't even carry your party through midterms, you don't deserve to be president, in my opinion. Biden has been underwater for quite some time. 39% of Americans approve of his job performance, while 53% disapprove, which it's been pretty steady for about the past year. Uh, Specifically on the economy, with inflation near 40-year highs, His approval rating is about 36%, while 57% disapprove. And some of the other items that make him look bad, what they think are very important to people, they think that abortion is the top issue, which is why they keep banging that drum. In the poll, 84% of people call the economy their top issue in their vote for Congress. 76% say the same about inflation. 62% call abortion a top issue. So you can see it's a distant third at best. I mean, as it should be. How many people are going to have abortions? How many people do you know that have had abortions? Uh, Mainly that the reason that's not such a hot topic for the majority of Americans is you're never going to face that. And most people don't know too many people that have had an abortion. Maybe you might know one person here or there that has had one, or you have a friend of somebody that has had one. But That's not a real impact on your day-to-day life. However, the economy and inflation and energy, I mean, that's that's every day, all day. That's something that we all feel consistently. So naturally, that's going to be the hot topic. That's what's on all of our minds. Uh, That just shows how out of touch Democrats are. They believe the issue that is at best third Uh, in the group is literally the top issue and the one that they have to make the main focus of their campaigns rather than campaigning on the other two. But realistically, they can't campaign campaign on the other two because of how piss poor everything is, because everything that they have done, all the policies, all the bill, all the money they spent, all the policies that were put in place when Joe Biden was getting crazy with the pen in the White House, all of that, all of what the economy is and inflation is right now is a direct result of them. So they would rather avoid that topic, knock the first two two out of the way, and let's get down to one that we could generate some emotion on. So we're going to go with abortion because that's going to be the best one for us to move uh, forward with and hopefully retain some of the support that they think they have from the left and anybody else. The Democrats are facing an ugly November. There was an exclusive interview on Breitbart with McCarthy, and you know how I feel about McCarthy. I always say that, but I... There's something about McCarthy, I don't know if it's the way he talks, the way he works, the way he looks, whatever it is, 
he rubs me the wrong way. I, I wouldn't trust that guy to go in and buy me a quarter stick, a quarter pack of gum. I don't know if they sell those anymore. But you know, you used to go, at least in my time, maybe this is aging me. I don't know if they still sell them in some places. I can tell you here in South Florida, you don't see them. Used to be you can go inside a store and for a qu- you drop them a quarter and you get uh, a five-pack of gum. So if you're going out on a date that night and you just want to make sure your breath doesn't smell or maybe you just want a piece of gum to chew and you just got pocket change, you get, a, you get some gum. Okay, well, I wouldn't trust him to go in there with my quarter and come back out with the gum. I feel like when he comes back out, he's going to tell me why it's a three-pack instead of a five-pack and how I got sold short on it, but he's going to keep my quarter one way or the other. So I don't have a lot of faith in him. He is setting the stage with Breitbart. He is very, very confident that they are going to take back the House. He is less confident in the Senate, but is hopeful that they will take, we will, the GOP will take the Senate as well, and said that going forward in the future, the role of things are going to change. There's not a lot of bills coming out of the House right now. They're mainly coming out of the Senate because they know if they can get it through the Senate, as soon as it goes down to the House, there's no stopping it. Well, since he intends and what he believes is that they're going to take back the House, that there are going to be many more bills coming out of the House being pushed to the Senate, and his hope is that we also hold a majority in the Senate and we can get some things done with a simple majority vote, kind of the way things have been going for the Democrats. The only issue that I see, and he sees it as well, is you can pass anything you want to, but once it hits the president's desk, what is he going to do? You know, and Joe Biden has already said, uh, was it a month ago or whatever? He was at a rally a month ago or a couple weeks ago. Time, time's going pretty fast. Um, he said that if the Republicans take both the Senate and the House, he's going to be, it's going to be a tough two years for him because he's going to be spending more time with a veto pen than he is actually doing anything for the country. So to me, that means no matter whether we have the House and Senate or not, yes. The positive side is no more spending and crazy bills are going to come down the pipe, Uh, but anything that we want to do to fix the United States has to get to his desk, and if it's against the policies and everything that the Democrats have been working for to transition this uh, country into what they want it to be, he's going to veto it, so we're not going to gain any traction there. What needs to happen is you got to have the House, you got to have the Senate, you got to hold off. 2024 comes. You got to hold the House. You got to hold the Senate. And then hopefully we get a Republican in the White House. And then, and only then, can we do exactly what they have done in these two years. We could remove all of these restrictive policies on energy to let our energy production go back through the roof. We can get rid of all of these crazy bills that they've been passing. We can stop with the spending. And the Republicans need to do this. I mean, they need to attempt and try anyways and show Joe Biden is not for the American people. We all know that, but it would be good to have stuff consistently hitting his desk that he's that he's going to veto because when the American people see bills that are intended to help them and they see he keeps vetoing them, there's only so much of that that he's going to be able to get away with before even the media is going to have to abandon ship on him. And that's the point where everything will come to light. And uh, most of the American people will start to say, yeah, this guy and this party is no good because they're trying to help us out. They're trying to do the best that they can. And this idiot keeps vetoing everything. So we'll see what happens. November's right around the corner now. I mean, we're, this is the last week, September. We're going in October. Uh, we're getting there. 
Now we're getting real, real close now. You know, early voting is starting to begin in uh, a lot of states. I think some states it might have already uh, begun with some early mail-in voting. So we're, we're it's here, and we got to do what we got to do to get through this. I hope in the end we come out on top on the House. I'm fairly certain we will as well as McCarthy, but uh, the Senate I'm less confident in. Things are looking positive. You know, polls don't always tell you the truth, even with their margins of error. But if we can at least get a majority, 51 in the Senate, all the nonsense definitely stops. And maybe, just maybe, there's a little hope there to fix some small issues as we wait for uh, 2024. So we shall see. All right, Salesforce CEO Mark Binoff threatens to exit Republican-led states and cities if they pass pro-life legislation. Now, I don't know if you know who this guy is, to be honest with you, until I read this and then went and looked him up online. I had no idea who this person was either, but I think it's important to talk about because it just shows uh, how in bed these companies are with the government, you know, that uh, public-private partnership you know, that we always worry about. That always leads to socialism and fascism. Yeah. Appearing on CNN, uh, CNN newsroom with Poppy Harlow on Friday, uh, Benoff stated that if you're not for equality and dignity, then this is something that I cannot work with. And then we're going to have to exit your cities and your states. So again, I had no idea who the hell Salesforce was. Salesforce uh, is a CRM platform and it's the world's number four employer on the Fortune Top 100 list with 56,600 employees globally. Among the 150,000 Salesforce customers worldwide, most prominent are Spotify, Amazon Web Services, U.S. Bank, Toyota, Macy's, T-Mobile, and others. They're a cloud service, financial cloud like all-in-one platforms that help bankers and capital market companies manage all their customer relationships, marketing cloud, sales cloud, service cloud. That's what they do. That's their industry, and uh, they are global. Like I said, 62, 62% of their forces here. Um, Salesforce clients from the professional service industry is about 29.6%, including but not limited to lawyers, advertising professionals, architects, and accountants. Other core segments of their manufa- are manufacturing at 11%, financial services and banking at 8 and 8.8%, and retail at 8%, per- 8% excuse me. Uh, speaking geographically, 62% of Salesforce is from the U.S., specifically California. There's about a little over 9,000 um, customers. New York, there's about 4,000. Texas, around 4,000. Uh, and then followed by the U.K. So they're, they're all over here. Now, their CEO is making a pretty bold statement that if you are not willing to pass the law that he believes should be passed, one man, that's his personal opinion, that he can no longer do or perform services or service these red states and cities. Okay, public-private partnership leads to socialism. We know this. I just said it. Okay, it's this is the game that the left has been playing. They're going to continue to play it. It's not going to slow down anytime soon. You see what they do with all the tech giants, when Parler started gaining a lot of traction, they went in and crushed Parler. Uh, they're doing the best they can to crush Rumble. 
any any of these corporations, if you disagree with their political stance, then you're going to be punished for it. Well, he is the latest example. I don't want you to get too worried. And I, I don't ever stress. I'm always a little stressed. Anybody that says they're not a little bit stressed, you're full of crap. Because whether it's about politics or it's home life or it's whatever it is, equipment, and is my car going to make it to the next place? So I got to get gas, whatever it is, you're always under a little bit of stress. I don't stress terribly when I hear these things because one thing that I know is universal because it always goes back to that is cash is king. Always. These companies can say whatever they want, but let's just throw it out there and say that if 62% of their business is situated here in the United States and it more or less said that their three biggest, uh, two of them are blue states. One of them is a red state or a purple state now. Uh, Texas, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're in a fight every, every cycle. So hopefully they'll go back to be a little bit more stronger red, but they're getting a little purplish. Um, they're not going to pull their industry out. And they're not the only person on the block that can do it either. So what I know is, as a CEO, if you make the poor decision of saying, oh, we're no longer going to service more or less half of the United States, half of the companies in the United States, you'll probably lose your job because, you know, what are, what are you there to do? You're there to make the company money. You're there to make your shareholders money. You're not there for your own political reasons. You can have your political opinions. You can do what you want to do, but at the end of the day, you have to service your investors, they're not going to let you just destroy the company because you're throwing a little tiff because you don't agree with certain things that certain states are going to do. But I mean, I'm not nervous about it, but it is something that's important to pay attention to because, again, all of this nonstop public-private partnership crap that is going on only ever leads to one logical conclusion, that is socialism. So definitely want to pay attention to it, but this is just another CEO that's flaring up. And again, I didn't even know who this person was until I read the article and maybe he's doing it to try to gain a little bit of notoriety. He wants to get a little exposure out there. Maybe he's just making a public comment to show what side he's on. So he's being left alone by the left. So that way, if he's servicing, um, in he's providing service to companies in red states or red cities or he won't end up being condemned by the left. It could very well be that. Hard to say. Again, I didn't even know who this guy was. I've never even heard of this company. I'm not on the cloud. I don't. He might be very big um, as far as business owners go. Maybe a lot of people use him because it's a, a very stable platform because it's so large. I don't know. I personally don't know him. Maybe more techie people would know him than me or people in the finance sector. But I, me personally, I had no idea. Good to know. Good to make sure that's another one to keep on the list there to watch what they're doing. And you see he works for some of the biggest retailers in the United States right now. Um, but again, it's just, we're really heading in a bad direction. However, it's nothing that we can't fix, you know, which is why I tend to stay a little more positive. We, we've got a great group of patriots around the United States that are pushing back. They're exposing people and showing truth to everybody. We're building our own platforms now. We're, we're creating almost an alternate economy, which is good. Uh, it's a shame that we all can't play in the same arena, but uh, 
we got to, we have to do what's best for us and for the country. So, you know, maybe it's time for the new in with the new out with the old type saying, and we find new country, new, new companies that provide the services that we all look to. Maybe the transitions a little bit, uh, not, not real comfortable in the beginning, but it is what it is. You know, it could be a little bumpy for a little while. It's no big deal. As long as we get the United States back to a point of sanity, because we're, we've just gone so insanely in one direction that it has to come back to center at some point where we can all live and coexist peacefully and talk to each other again, instead of all of this yelling and screaming and hoping for each other to die. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know if we're going to get there. I'm hopeful me personally, but you just never know these days. All right. If you like what you hear, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It is a great help. Five star and a comment would be nice. Uh, if you'd like to check out anything I do, littlejoecc.com, go to the contact section. If you'd like to reach out to me, leave me a message. If you'd like to see any videos I do when I post them, it's been a couple weeks, but it's on uh, YouTube, Little Joe CC, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner, and beyond that, it is Tuesday. One day is already behind us. Let's get this one done with, and we're just getting that much closer to the weekend. We will do it again tomorrow.